Moan. Oh, Moan. Here we are. Here we are. The end of the uh, road, DK. 2023-24. It's funny. No matter how much you, you uh, as an observer or whatever, you brace yourself for the end. When the end comes, it still feels so stark, you know? Yeah, it does. It does, man. Um, what a game. What a season. Ups and downs. I don't know if it was more ups and downs or downs and ups, DK. I don't know <laughs> at this point. I really couldn't tell you. We had double-digit wins, but... How did that feel to you at this point? Well, how that room felt to me yesterday in Orchard Park was there were some guys they had built up. The Steelers had a, a real belief in themselves in just a three-week span. And if that's going to sound ridiculous to some people, I, I don't think it should because if you go back over – the way they felt about themselves all summer and then through the preseason, they saw this, these last three games of the regular season, as their reward, as their justification. So they didn't see it as three games. They saw it as a collective that finally came to pass. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, the momentum rolled how you needed it to go. It showed you all the things you have been working for. That's it. That work. Was, that word "work" came yeah. up all the time. It was there. It was there. Let, let's start the show, man. And go and get into it, DK. If you want to, Rico, I see you. I see you, my brethren. Uh, that way we can go all. We can dive all the way in. What, how, how about that? You good with that? Mm-hmm. Hey, we still got today, and there's a smile on the bell. So let's let's do this thing right. Shout out to the boss's graphic there. Neither of us saw that coming, and both of us just burst out. I didn't either, man. I did not either, DK. I didn't even know she was going to come with something special on the logo today, but dang, those last tears out of my eyes are huge. Yeah, that's that's a whole ocean of tears <sighs> yeah. flowing down from, from Moan's very sad face there, and you know, I'm not even sure where we could start with everything. There's so much ground to cover. Uh, maybe the one thing to get out of the way more than anything else is this nonsense uh, related to Mike Tomlin over the past 24 hours, which was, how do I put this? It started off with a false premise based on no information that emerged from Pro Football Talk and Mike Florio. It never existed. There was never any plan on or discussion on Tomlin's part to be taking some kind of year-long sabbatical or something like that. So when you start with that, any anybody that wants to jump on that train and ride it, you're going to only magnify it. And then that happened yesterday when ESPN tried to get Tomlin to answer a broader scope question right after a game. That doesn't work. Tomlin reacts the way Tomlin reacts, and suddenly you have a situation that's emerged from absolutely no situation. Yeah, it, it, it was fascinating. It was like it did exactly the reaction, the question coming from uh the big big network to DK. If we can just say that also, it did exactly what you needed it to be. It gave all it, it, what you needed it to do. It gave a lot more question marks, 
It gave a reaction that we never actually see from a guy like him, and it left us high and dry. It did. It gave no answers other than the fact that some of the stuff was leaked out about him saying, I plan on being your coach in 2024. Today. Today. Yes. Yeah, he, he told that to the team. And again, but everyone had known this, okay? Uh, you know, when I'm in that room, you know, and, and I hear, uh, uh, you know, one of the one of the individuals associated with the Steelers asked about the, the uncertainty of the Steelers situation and the coaching situation. And there's a team official off in the corner of the room going like this. What? Uncertainty. Like this. Team official did that. They know, okay. They know that they knew he was coming back. Everybody knew he was coming back. However, the most sensational thing is always going to take the date. That's just how it is in this business. It is, and and to be fair, let's go here on the other side. Let's, you you want to play a little bit of devil's advocate today, DK? Me and you both. Let's okay. let's. It's at the end of the season. We can start having off season off season conversations. So I, I yes. want to play devil's advocate somewhat in this point. Because I've been in a group chat, DK, with one of my friends that played in the NFL, coaches to this day respect it, right? And the conversation has been, do you move on from Coach Tomlin because of that question that was asked? And it's the same thing that you keep bringing, that everyone brings up. First round of the playoffs, can't win, underachieving, this and that when it comes down to it. Let's let's so the bigger conversation because of how they lost and where they lost. Yeah, I'm I'm really leaning in now. Put my hand on my head right here, DK. <laughs> is is he made this comparison? I was just like, okay, well, dang, let's see where we're at. But the bigger conversation out of Dallas is Mike McCarthy. Do you yeah. fire him? And is there a reason for firing either one of these coaches or letting them go or trading them? Does Mike McCarthy deserve to be fired in Dallas? Does he deserve to be fired more than Mike Tomlin? Does Mike Tomlin deserve to be fired in Pittsburgh? And for what reasons that you have for either one of them? Mike McCarthy lost bad at home to a team that has a new young starter in the NFL. Not a new guy, but a new young starter. Because Tomlin lost on the road in Buffalo to a team that has a stud of a quarterback that we knew. And I told y'all about that one particular guy on their defensive line. He was going to play lights out, and he did. Did he not? Yes, he did. So, DK... I'm looking at two situations as different scenarios, but somewhat the same. I don't think either one of these guys deserve to be fired as far as I'm concerned. I think play calling for Mike McCarthy and also Coach Tomlin needs to be tweaked. Either take it out of McCarthy's hand and also find if there's one thing you critique Tomlin on is everybody thinks he's hired lesser than offensive coordinators. Guys that have to go prove himself. If there's one thing that you have to go do, no, if there's one thing that you have guys to that do, just listen to him. Is you have to find a strong candidate to run your offense. If you put Coach, I had somebody tell me if you put Coach Tomlin in Dallas's team with their dynamic, then he probably wins the Super Bowl. And I said, no crap. And not in those words, because I was at this point elevated in my thought and temperature, temp too, okay? And I'm thinking to myself, Dallas has a better O-line than ours right now. They have a way better secondary than ours. Their quarterback, what you think of Dak Prescott, is better than ours, okay? We beat them in running backs, and I think we beat them at outside edge. Even when you look at their interior D-line, Cam's got some help, but is it Dallas's? No, they got some stud dudes on their D-line, and they got better linebackers than we had this year, considering we had mercenaries. So, yeah, fire him and send him to Dallas. You may actually see him win a Super Bowl. But the team that you had this year, my justification as to the hesitancy to firing Coach Tomlin, 
trading Coach Tomlin is this. What makes a good, great coach? It's usually the team and the players. Whether you don't think the front office, as far as Omar Khan and his scouting department and Coach Tomlin have done a good job of selecting players, keeping players healthy, or honestly holding on to players too much longer, too long, that's a conversation to have. I think when you look at the goods that you have over the course of this season, you see a lot out of Joy Porter Jr. You see a lot out of rookie right tackle. I don't know what to make of Mason. I don't know what to make of Kenny at this point right now either. But to say that this offensive line is as strong as Dallas is, no. To say no. that secondary is good as Dallas is, no. To say that we are a better team than what Dallas is, probably not. But you made it to the same exact place that they did with a coach that's on the same similar hot seat as far as the fan bases are concerned. I don't think Coach Tomlin's seat is hot. I also don't think Mike McCarthy's seat should be hot either. But this is the world that we live in when everybody wants change. Who's like, we, we, and I bring this up often, we're witnessing right now Bill Belichick being given the golden boot out of New England. And he's the, air quotation marks, greatest coach in the history of the NFL. I'll tell you a great coach. And that's Nick Saban and what he's done in college. To be in a different era, different quarterbacks, transfer portals, and you still make it to the Final Four in college football, that to me signifies more of a better coach than actual better teams. Now, I know recruiting plays a part in that too, but we're talking about great coaches, changing quarterbacks, changing defenses, adapting to the new age of, of recruiting, adapting to the new age of play and athlete, and you do those things. Bill Belichick's had three years minus Tom Brady and has netted him zero. Meanwhile, you have a coach in Pittsburgh that have has a lesser than team and still make it to the playoffs. And what we all consider in this room right now, probably if not the best division as far as AFC North, if not top three. And you had three teams make it when you were picked by mostly everybody to finish fourth. And you still made it to the playoffs. And yes, you lost. How long? Did Chuck Noll have to make a Super Bowl and win him? How long did Coach Cower have? Now, again, whether he stepped away for family or whether it was his time to go, as far as Coach Cower, it's hard as crap winning Super Bowls, y'all. It just is. And our team isn't good enough, and we honestly hadn't sucked enough to go get those type of players like a Broderick Jones often, <laughs> like a C.J. Stroud. You, your gift and curse is this. You win a crap ton. Because you win a crap ton, you pick from 15 all the way back. The Joe Haydens that you dream of are out. You struck out on Devin Bush, right? You got Ben at 11. Pounce at 18. You got to be real strategic and hoping that those top 10 guys, if you want to suck that bad, you actually hit on. You'll never be sorry enough, as long as he's your coach, that you're going to pick top 10, in my opinion. And I'm glad to eat that, too. Does that mean he's probably fired and a lot of people get their wish of finding somebody else outside of Pittsburgh? But that's your gift and curse. You're not sorry enough to actually pick in the top 10. Guys, when uh, when we come back, we're going to go to the only segment that matters. We got a ton of your questions here. Uh, a lot of them related to Mike Tomlin, a lot of them related to, you know, the football game that was played yesterday in Buffalo. I see some stuff about play calling, performances, and, you know, let, let's go ahead and get to all of that. Right, Moan? Let's do it, DK. I'm here for it. 
DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. You know, the, the boss points out here that we're 1,639, which is an only in this world, away from 30,000 subscribers to this channel. Now, what that is, that's not the memberships. That's not the stuff that's coming in. That's just plain old being uh, subscribed to the alerts that YouTube sends out. This show is on or this show is going to be late by an hour like it was today mm-hmm. and whatever. And I apologize, to everybody. We were still up in Erie after writing literally all night long, writing till about 7 a.m. And I woke up at around noon or whatever and did this with the hotel curtains and looked outside and went, oh, you got to be kidding uh, <laughs> you got to yeah, yeah. be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> and there it came, six, six, seven inches of snow or whatever just fell just like that. So, But you drove it thing. like you said you would. It's just snow, man. You it's ought to see me down thing. here in Tennessee with this snow. I'm at a turtle. I heard when I called here. you, you were like, yeah, I'm driving in the snow. And I thought, it's funny. It wasn't until after we got off the phone that I went, wait a second, what? <laughs> yeah, we, we we got dumped on. We did. We got dumped on. I think uh, my county had six inches or so. And you know, that's like white death down here in Tennessee, right? Oh, I'm sure it's, it's, <laughs> it's panic time. Let's just say that it's not in Erie. Okay, yeah. they were just like day ending and why they're moving stuff off to the side. No big deal. Not me. Let's get going today. Frank Rice says, why didn't the Steelers throw the ball deep, Moan? Weather. Weather played a part in it. If I'm not mistaken, some win. But also, um, Buffalo played a real good defense, too. Uh, both of those are can be true. I thought weather played a part, and I just thought the game suggested you keep it within reach the entire time and not go deep. And then, of course, it's cold. Guys, truly, guys warm up differently in the cold. How many times did Buffalo go deep like that themselves? You know, one thing I I circled uh, mentally for myself to ask you today, uh, because I did not have a chance to ask the people that I heard this from yesterday, a lot of the Steelers players were complaining, and not as if this was an excuse because it was true for both teams, uh, that the that the biggest pain in the neck for them uh, yesterday was that the field itself was Rock. sticky. It was that was sticky, and I'm like, man, that's one I haven't heard before. So I don't even know what that means. I wonder if that's from salt or what. I just think the uh, the cement underneath at the foundation, the rocks, the sand, and the equation of the 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 water probably melting some when they've been moving around. It, it was it, everybody hit the ground yesterday like they had an ouch at the end of it. That ground was hard, DK, and you got to think too. It, it is one oh, of those concussions. Things. Yes, Allen Robinson when he Come went on. down on the back of his Buffalo head. Buffalo had a guy. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo had a bunch of guys go down like uh, that, and that, they, when you got tackled, you you saw guys stay down. Yes, so I agree with that, and you could tell on on uh, TV too. Yeah, there there was. Uh, I'll tell you what. As much as I give credit to the Highmark Stadium crew and to the Buffalo Bills for, 
I mean, everything that went into that stadium. I saw them getting some criticism about the snow and the seats and stuff like I that. Well, there was no way. He's like, why don't the Bills get to the who? When mm-hmm. there was a travel ban until the previous night at midnight for a 4:30 p.m. kickoff. You know what? The people came in there. I didn't see or hear anyone complaining. They brought their own shovels. They brought cardboard boxes. Uh, in fact, I can let me see if I can show this one to you here. I think you might appreciate it. I'm just uh, going it, on. It, it, it's a, it was a, a clip of uh, that I that I shot of a guy of, of a set of Steelers fans uh, coming into the stadium. They didn't have a shovel. They didn't have any cardboard boxes. Here's what they did. You ready? Yeah. Let me see. That was right in front of the press box. With you can actually hear some of the reporters laughing yeah. and stuff. We're shooting at the dude. He said he's using his kids like to pick up the collateral damage <laughs> behind him. <laughs> hey, tickets were paid for DK. They had to see a doggone game, man. And it was the gentlemanly thing to do, too, because he he did the whole row, even though they ended up sitting in the middle yeah. of the row. Like he could have just stopped at his seat. That's you know, man. he went. They just he's, kids. I'm going to show you the right way to shovel snow and buffalo. That's a good answer. I got one before we go deeper, DK. Can we? I want to address something real quick. This ain't even nothing crazy. You ready? Mm-hmm. Donald, it's going to be so hard to get fired oh, up for next. Give me a break. Stop, Don. <laughs> Big Don. Stop. Wait, Don has a follow up that the Steelers don't have a quarterback. Moy. Don't get me started on the quarterback conversation. We all will be here in August, DK, ready for camp and with our terrible towels. Will we not? Like, that's – and it ain't even your fault. It ain't even your fault, Don, or anybody else that feel like him. The NFL has a stronghold on you. They're going to wrap you back in with the combine. Well, no chance. And then no, – no, You're the, in – he's not even combine. He's in <laughs> – He's in by the owners' meetings. He's back in. Gonna grab you by the neck, DK, by the draft, right? And say, "Come in, come get some new merch for your number one overall pick, man." You, Donald, don't lie to yourself. Just say you're emotional and you're upset. I'll deal with. I'll deal with all of that instead of y'all saying I'm out. I'm selling my tickets. I'm never going to. Don't do that today, please. We are so much better than that. Wood says, hey, Mo, my problem with Tomlin is that he's supposed to be a defensive guy, but our defense doesn't show up in big games. He's referring, of course, to the, the large number of points that have been allowed in playoff games, including when you were still with the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody asked Cam Hayward whether or not, you know, what the issue was with the defense, and he kind of tilted his head. And Cam's way too polite to have said, like, are you serious? Yeah. Because all he wanted to say was what he ended up saying, which was, I need to get healthy. Who are the three best players on defense? TJ Watt, out. Cam, playing on a broken groin, uh, might as well have been out. Minka Fitzpatrick probably shouldn't have come back Okay, with the way he played. Almost in all those. Go ahead. No, and then all of the inside linebackers. Gone. Gone. Joey Porter Jr. gets hurt in the second half. Uh, You can do this all day. We forgot all about Keanu Neal, but Neal would have been the guy who would have been one of those safeties, maybe a starting safety, who would have slid up and helped out the linebackers. 
gone. Let's go. That's even. more than half of this defense. Significant games. Uh, the Tim Tebow touchdown. Ryan Clark wasn't playing. First player overtime. You without your players then, right? Yeah, you could say, well, coverage should have been better on the back end. If Ryan was there, Clark, I don't know if we have the same conversation. Let's go to Jacksonville. We would have been having a very different conversation if yeah. Ryan Clark had played in Denver. Does so for those who remember. Yes, and <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, 2017, too, it was hurt, I think, partway through the season, too. New defensive scheme at that point, younger at the time, right? But this is this is something else. This is more than half of your group, including your top three guys, okay? I know. I mean, I, I know. to me, to judge the defense or to sit here and lump it in with this or that that happened in the past is, is nutty. I mean, I yeah, you know, I'd like to think on this show we keep things higher than a radio talk show call-in level. I'm with okay? you. Yeah, and that's what that is. That's that's you know, let's let's see what this is. Rainbow says, "Hey, Moan." Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Moan. No, I was just gonna say, and I see some Mark Mark Helmer says can't make excuses. You're right. They they the players can't. We can. We can. Like, that's like that's if you if that's what happens between I'm mean, we're gonna go to rainbow real quick. That's what happens between the actual game being going on and also what are most players and we gotta go see the tape. The tape usually tells a different story in those modes right there, in those in those uh, situations more than anything. And if you look at the tape and evaluate everything that it is, and again, I know you, and yes, you're right, next man up, all that stuff matters, but who's who who really is replacing TJ? Right? I who mean, really I can- thought Marcus Golden did a nice job. And you can go right through the list and say, okay, Miles Jack did a nice job. But what ends up happening when he's one-on-one with a tight end? He's going to get obliterated. And he did. Uh, we, you, you can fill in admirably, okay? But filling in admirably doesn't win playoff games. I, I have no way of being able to discuss how this defense performed. Because- and, and this is weren't there we're both at it today and this is also keep rainbow up there and this is also one of those things and i guess it's, it's a warning for the people that want to spend up all the cap money too this defense operated with mostly free agents at a certain point in time your guys aren't your guys it is on omar it's it, it is on the scouting department it is on coach tomlin to figure out what players can fit in our scheme and be our guys too because when you start going after free agent guys, you lose a little bit of yourself too. Your homegrown guys, think about those defenses. And if we can say no excuses, we can also go and look at the past too. Those defenses that you have were either all your guys or guys that have been in your building for more than two or three years. Think about how monstrous those self-grown DK defenses and offenses were. Who players were they mostly? They were Pittsburgh's own. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Rainbow says, hey, Moan, should we switch to a 4-3 to three to be able to stop the run and worry more about the middle of the field? Meaning having two guys, obviously, in the interior of your defensive line. You do. You do, honestly. Cam and Ogunjobi. The next two guys you have is going to be TJ and Alex. That's a four down. Then you can have a middle linebacker. A 4-3? No, you get a safety and you possibly get one more linebacker. Our issue is, again, this to me. You ain't got the caliber of players that you think you have to make these plays. We're all blinded because we're fans. Look at what Me Buffalo included. Did. Look at what Buffalo did. Four guys. And we all said we said it all week long. It's going to be and a four-man rush. Gregory Rousseau and, and uh, Vaughn. Think about it. And they brought it non 
stop and they didn't have to blitz and they didn't have to abandon their beloved nickel package. And as a result, because you didn't see Najee Harris get anywhere, you really didn't see Jalen Warren get anywhere other than a couple of pass plays. Uh, they did the job up front, needed no stunts, no gimmicks, and that forced the Steelers to be a little bit more one-dimensional. I thought Mason Rudolph was it still did. solid. Uh, I thought there were still plays that were made. I thought he specifically kept them in the game Yeah, yeah. in the second half. But there were plays that were left out there by the skilled guys, too. You know, George Pickens you know, with the fumble and then the ball going right through his hands. It should have been a touchdown. It ended up being a field goal. Uh, Pat Fryermuth fumbles not once but twice again in a big game, and it's like, what are you doing here? You know? So do you think? Do you think the staff? I want to uh, point out Coach Tomlin. Listen, the entire staff teaches Pat Fryermuth not to fumble the ball. I mean, you know, and and do you think Pat Fryermuth's not trying, or do you think that he's overwhelmed by the situation or anything? Sometimes stuff just happens. Uh, Pat's developed now a trend that he knows he has to address Mm -hmm. he knows those are going to have to stick with him i don't agree that it was an awful year he was almost single-handedly i thought responsible for the victory in cincinnati without which uh, you know without which the steelers wouldn't have qualified Uh, but at the same time was he great was he what you want out of a star tight end Uh, you know he let me ask you this too he's got more we're going to blame him and we we can move on. But how great was his quarterback play this year? How great was his? It was mean, Pat's. The well, it was as, it, it, yeah, it was as regrettable as the play calling was for Thank most you. of it. It was Matt Canada forgot that Friar Muth existed. So some of that, I'm sure, was on Kenny, not, not reading and not wanting to throw to the middle of the field and not feeling oh. confident or assertive enough. But I'm sure even more of that was on Canada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was was Fryermuth great? No, we we can do this. And of course, he also missed a significant amount of time, which is something else that he needs to get out of his system. Francesco says, "Hey, Moan, I would go. Can we talk about George Pickens for a second. He's so talented, but he just isn't it. At least not yet. Constant mistakes, drop a fumble. I didn't like the fourth and three. You yeah. know the one he was complaining like crazy about the uh-huh. because." You know, you know what I didn't like about that? He's going for the ball, okay? And there's a play there to be had. There's a play, yeah. But separate yourself a little bit. Why is that guy right up your butt? So so that, that whole, hey, George Pickens do freaky stuff, you know, often, make freaky stuff look, look easy is basically what he told him. That also comes as a backhanded compliment, too. Because to be a full wide receiver, you know where I'm going at. You got to also be able to run routes. You got to be able to separate and get people off of you, right? One trick pony is what you call Mike Wallace, right? When that trick went out, then he was done. Now, truthfully, Mike got broke off because of it, right? But AB is one of those people, and then we got to use him as a goal standard when it comes down to wide receiver in Pittsburgh. You didn't know if he was running a deep route or a comeback. We know what George is going to do if he can't break away from people, right? Like that, that. Hey, do freaky crap often. Guess what? That's also very backhanded because now I know if you're you're not running down the sideline and catching it, twisting and turning and toe tapping. Guess what? You're stoppable. Yeah, yeah you oh, have all of this. If you're in a position where you have to do the freaky stuff to complete yeah. a catch, it's not going to happen all that often. You know, the the other thing that that kind of gets me. Maybe this was the fumble, but he also was tackled another time. 
you know, really hard and a little bit too easily where I wonder if that frame is going to is going to work against him over the long term. I mean, he got ragdolled a couple of times out there by the Bills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He going to have to grow again. If he had a first year figuring out the NFL, this year of adjusting, this is where he turns into a pro this year. He has to. That's his body. That's his free time. That's his route running. That's his detail. All those things. Oh, DK, I'm not out on him. Like, I, I do admit he got some issues that needs to get fixed. But this is one of those growth and development things, too, if he's that right type of dude. Cody Craven, this is an interesting point here. I was actually kind of wondering how this would go today. He says, I thought I'd skip this episode, but I feel good about the team's future. We showed signs of being a great team down the home stretch, a couple of chess pieces away. Moan, in addition to, you know, you know, feeling good about some of the results later on here, you got to see some players that maybe looked like they could be part of the future, including possibly Mason Rudolph, depending on how that turns out. Uh, what, what, what would you change? Like, where are the positions? Do you need a new center? You know, I, I would upgrade center. I think I love what Isaac did this year. Um, mm-hmm. but Okay, so let, let's walk through this. He starts on the offensive line. Do you know. see that, everybody? Because it, you know, <laughs> you know where I'm going next. It's a D line. Huh. I'm going D line because if we kept you those are two, those were the two separators to me from what Buffalo did. Their D line kicked our butt. Their O line for a good portion of the game. Their O line kept us away from the quarterback until he ran into something, and they blocked downfield to help him get a 57 yard touchdown, whatever it was. We can't deny that. Our bigs got to get better. That ain't no slight at Cam. Cam needs help. That's true. Cam can be real about that when he hears that, right? There, you probably and need and health. You and health too. You need two stud linebackers, and one might be a rookie in the first round this year. And you know what that means? More growth, unless you hit a home run on them, right? Mm-hmm. You need another corner. You need to figure out what you're gonna do at left tackle. Do you move Broderick over to right and move him over to the left? And what do you have from there? Oh man, we got to figure out who the hell is the right tackle. And then we got to figure out if the right guard is going to stay. Do you go get a center? Yeah, you can. But I also believe that you can be as good of a player with players surrounding you, too. Left guard can be questionable if he wants to play even more. And then let's go get another wide receiver because why? You can't have enough. And then maybe one more safety. This team is, is at a point to where you're stuck in purgatory almost. Yeah, this is... But guys, guys, no. yeah, guys who were who were injured a lot this year have questions to answer too. One of them is Kenny. You know, Kenny yeah. ran into some injuries. Kenny made himself unavailable, and if you know, not that you you know you start wagging a finger about injuries or whatever, but at the same time, if Kenny had stayed healthy, my guess is that there's almost nothing that would have cost him his job. Yeah, exactly. Best ability is availability. You know, I don't care what he says. That 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 strikes people i'm sure is unfair you know but uh let's see what uh what chris has to say here i'm excited that we have a landon roberts another year but a landon needs some help you know you see that and that's what i'm talking about right there we're expecting we're, we're expecting you know san francisco 49er style of defense with our players we're expecting you. What, who's the, the the middle linebacker at Baltimore uh, from Chicago? They traded for oh uh, Roquan. Ro- we're expecting Roquan production. Yeah, out of out of a thirty year old Landon Roberts. Uh, but in fairness, you know, but, at times but, he was. How about that pass breakup? 
That guy yes, is that not. Beautiful. You want to talk about somebody who's not healthy? And he's how, running down the field. That was the back of his left hand that got that football. That how, was one heck of a play. How often you win Super Bowls with just him, though? No, you're not. You, yeah. And, and that ain't no slight at all. They had three of them. And yeah. two of them went down on back-to-back weeks. Exactly. You know, they had something good going with those guys. Omar killed it with those acquisitions. I, I got a good one right here from Donald. Donald came in nice. I don't know why his name keeps catching me, DK. Here's one. I think this is hey, the Mo, old caps. He's got you. I think that's what it is. Hey, Mo, what is your take on Najee's criticism? Fair. Very fair. But being inside that locker room as far as discipline, culture, hard work, I know that's there. That, to me, is a sentiment that needs to be spread out to your teammates, too. Maybe it's more of them than it is of you, Najee. If you want that, grab them dudes. Pull them with you in the offseason. Demand everybody comes into the weight room on Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Three workouts during the, during the offseason. Get everybody in town when it's this, when it's April, May, June. That type of stuff right there, the accountability that Najee's talking about, that everybody want to point upstairs to. I'm telling you, I know for a fact that message comes down. It's a matter of the culture inside the building and those players to a player initiating and enforcing that type of stuff. Najee, get Jalen with you. Get Broderick with you. Get Cam with you already some more. Those are the things that you have to do to make sure hard work, attention to detail, discipline. That's a player-to-player thing. It I, I know for a fact it comes down, DK. That's what's so frustrating about it is that's never been a question as far as the leadership. Anytime the Steelers have a good team, the players have took ownership of it. And the, the, the issue is they're young. Russell Wilson might be good for this team. Who knows? But as far as leader, I'm just throwing a veteran guy out. Like when you mentioned uh, I, I leadership. I just threw him right back. I know you did. He's, that's, that's, that's fish bait. But what I'm saying is this. That type of stuff comes from veteran leadership. Guys has been around the block one or two times. Najee's been around the block once, if we're going to be real. And everybody else under him, after him, Isaac's not a vocal guy. That type of stuff comes from the players right there. I have mixed feelings about Najee Harris saying what he did because I understand the need for internal leadership. I understand that he has felt a need to verbalize these things to the public. He actually jokingly said yesterday in Buffalo, he said, you know, that Mike Tomlin is always telling, or Coach T is always telling me, you know, just be a running back. Well, there's a part of me that wants to say that too, okay? I mean, he had 37 yards on 12 carries yesterday. Now, I didn't like the game plan. I didn't like having him first down every time. You know what that felt like, Moan? Predictability. Go ahead, though. <laughs> Extreme predictability, but it it almost felt like they formed a game plan like on Tuesday or Wednesday that said the weather's going to be so horrible. You know what I'm going to say here? That we have to run it on first down every single time. They get to Buffalo. They walk out onto the field. The sun is shining. The field's in perfect shape. And uh, okay, so we're just going to stick with the plan, right, gentlemen? Wow. When is I mean, Mike when has Mike Sullivan ever been in that situation too? I know. What's he Never. gonna say? Oh no, kickoffs at 4 30. We've got two hours. It's beautiful out there. What do we do? It, it does <laughs> he sound never stopped. He 
even a fourth quarter, they're down two Didn't. touchdowns. It was first down handoff. I was I was in my house screaming, why are you running it with why? him? Why? Killing the clock and it, everything. I see somebody just said no adjustments. Mike Sullivan's never been in this situation. He should be smart enough. He should. But this is think about what you've been working with. God, it, it it truly does feel like we're making I'm making excuses for him, but I hope I'm just painting a pinch of reality that nobody wants to hear right now. You know, like that's just where I'm at with it, DK. Ah, let's continue on. This yeah, is yeah, really I know, I know. Marlon says that the 52 yard fake slide by Josh Allen changed the game. Uh, you know what? what? You can look at that that thing, and, and I was asking guys about it in the locker room. You know, and, they, and it's funny. Everybody just calls it the Kenny slide, which is it great. is, yeah. But w- as you see, in particular, Minka Fitzpatrick coming toward him, the body language is just so bad, and I don't even know what to do with that because there isn't a fiber of that man's being that's lazy or not caring or whatever. Right. You just will. You know, we talked about this with the Deontay Johnson thing earlier in the year. Deontay out will outwork anybody. Okay. Sometimes stuff just happens on the field. Tell him, Moan, you yeah. lived it. That's just, it it, it's not, it doesn't always click right away. Never. It doesn't. And in, uh, in hindsight, watching the tape, you, you're going to say to yourself, what the heck was I thinking? What was that? Right. What was that? Because the way the NFL has kind of made the rules for the quarterback. You expect them to go out. Heck, I saw Patrick Mahomes doing the same thing. He split two, two, two DBs in a game because they thought he was running out of bounds, and he ducked and ran further. Minka doing that type of stuff, you never question it. Absolutely not, man. The game is mm. – it, it it screws over players in moments like that. Not, not offensive effort, but defensive effort for a guy like Minka, you never question that. No, I mean, he's a – you want to talk about a heart and soul guy. I mean, there's only one of that guy, yeah. You know, in yeah. in that regard, and so I, I actually almost kind of felt a little bit bad for him because he was around his stall, and there's a bunch of us starting to gang up on him, and he knows he's going to get it, and it's just it's different, you know. This is a uh, something that I need for you to address, Moan. Broderick Jones acknowledged the obvious today, which is that he is a natural left tackle. He wasn't lobbying for one side or the other. He said, I expect next year, and I assume this came up in his exit interview already. Probably. I expect next year to be learning both positions, but everything comes more naturally for me, he said, on the left side. Um, Okay. Yeah. Then what? Then show us. That's what's next. And And his technique and his poise at that position uh in in OTAs well you got to see the big bear dancing and blocking and keep everybody at bay I know the OTAs don't matter as much because no pads is on but there is a little edge of physicality there DK that mm-hmm. you can hold off TJ well TJ won't be rushing on that side you can hold off Alex you can hold off Cam the new young rookie that I'm sure they're gonna have in the game I mean in, in the uh rotation too holding them off like that's a heavy position. Do I think he's right? Yes, 100%. I think he's correct. But to say that out loud, y'all, you got to become a dude and also submit yourself to the rest of your guys. Dan is still on the contract, right? Next year? He is. Yeah, he's still on his rookie deal. Assist him and figuring out the right side. Chooks, whatever happens from there. Like, if you, Chris, think he's an alpha, 
then we need to see that. Like Najee and him need to be locksteed and everything that they're doing moving forward. So I don't deny that, DK. It's a long offseason, and if that's his goal, be that left tackle that the NFL is craving for, and especially in Pittsburgh. Okay, but what happens on the right side then? They got to be pros, DK. I knew I'd get you on that one. Because <laughs> it's been said that here's the thing, too, about Dan. Dan can say that all he wants to. It's just like I was a right guard and had to move over to the left. Hey, oatmeal is better than no meal in these situations. You're going to train your body however you need to starting about a month from now on how to play right tackle. If there's growing pain, so be it. They want you right there. Be good enough to where they come back to you in the contract. Like, to say that out loud, do you think I wanted to move over to left guard? F no. Okay? I did not. But in order to be on a team and make my team better and have a career, you do certain things like that. And I don't care how you feel, either that or ask for your release. Like, that's what has to happen if you believe that Dan Moore should move over or choose, make a two-man competition again. Well, that's where it starts to get really interesting because now you're talking about, you know, whether or not, you know, you, you're keeping Chooks, you're cutting Chooks, Chooks wants out, who the hell knows, you know. Uh, there's, there's, there's stuff that – let's put it this way. The way that offensive line worked this year, it, it had flaws, and it had flaws that in, in at least a couple of cases were not fixable. Uh, I love Mason Cole to death. I well, know you do too, but he did not get the job done. He didn't. He okay. d- he did not, and, and, and that's that's a difficult thing to overcome, you know, because it kind of matters. And and if that's the same savage group that I know that's upstairs, you're always looking for a replacement. You're always looking for the next best guy. And if you're, to. yeah, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And if there's a chance for an upgrade, uh, Van Pran out of Georgia could be a second round center. Again, I believe that there shouldn't be sexy drafts that we have in the next couple of years. I don't. I think you should get big and and somewhat handsome, okay? I won't call the big uglies uglies. You should get big and somewhat handsome. Get those pieces that you know you're going to use. Well, that's a second-round center that's proven he can play center and not a guy that's small on his lowers and can't block anybody, right, DK? Mm -hmm. That means going to get another D in. We've yet to replace two in the fashion that we want to, especially with Larry O being as injured that he's been. Where's DeMarvin Leal? Where's Loudermilk? Where's all these guys you've been? Great point. Eli says, Eli wants to know, did you see how in the interview with Mason Rudolph yesterday, he talked about how they celebrated with each other in their four game spans, Mason for QB one, Eli, I I was actually the one asking the questions. (laughs) Look at my guy. Ask some good questions. (laughs) So so I actually going to play that for you right now uh, because I thought Mason's answer here, and we're talking about Mason Rudolph now was emotional. Here, pay attention to this. It, it's pretty good stuff here because I was not going to let him off, as you'll hear, without giving me a straight answer about his future, not what he thought the team did. I wanted to know what he thought of what he did, and I knew that wasn't going to be easy. So here's how that went. Mason, do you feel like you've shown something over these last four weeks? Something you have, have shown something over these last four weeks. Shown NFL quarterback, starting quarterback. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when I go back and look at the totality of the tape, uh-huh. I'll get a better feel for it, but I think, I think right now, obviously, we, the plan was to come here and get a win, yeah. fell short, yep. <clears throat> fell short to a great team, but uh, I, I think I can say I, I was proud of 
what we as an offense put on tape these last few weeks, and um, just the way we the way we celebrated, the way guys cheered for each other, whether the run game was, was working, whether the receivers were uh, rolling. You know, it was just a cool. It was just uh, we, had, we had chemistry and we had belief and uh, love for one another. We had belief. <laughs> And Sounds love like that's his team. How he ended it, and it was the other way around too. It was reciprocated. Okay, yeah. It sounds like it was his team. Is a pretty powerful statement on your part, though. It does, because the fact that he was able to draw that out of those dudes, and it seems to me that that hasn't been on the field. Let's talk about just the field aspect of it. I saw him keep George calm on one of those incompletions. I think they misread. I think he overthrew him or underthrew him or something like that. He walked over to George and had a conversation with him. I don't know how many times we've seen <laughs> God, he, like it sounds like we're dogging Kenny at a, in a sense. This has nothing to do with it. Yeah, either way. I'm, I, I'm tired. I'm tired of that. Yeah, Every time you say good him, about Mason, it's not. Take yeah. the handcuffs off. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen Kenny do that in that fashion. To be a big enough leader to go, hey, I, the hand over the mouth conversation that he had with George, with Deontay, with Pat. I don't think we've seen him. And, and he's younger, in fairness. It's Kenny's second year. It was his second year. Mason's been in the league for a while. Well, we say we weren't making excuses. No. No. No, so, no, no. no. Yeah. yeah. I, I see what you're saying. There was a, yeah. there was a play where uh, – Kenny, or I'm sorry, Kenny, here I go. Uh, <laughs> Mason Rudolph overthrew just a little bit George Pickens in the end zone. There's just, it's just nothing connected on this particular play, right? And Deontay was wide open. Okay. I don't even know if they catch this stuff on TV, but he's jumping up and down, going like this. Did they show this? Oh, I no? didn't see that one. Okay. okay. This is one of those off camera things, right? But we're down in the end zone where press boxes, and he's jumping up and down, going like this making a complete spectacle of himself. And I saw I saw Mason Rudolph go off to the left as he's coming back to the huddle, and he says something to him. You know who the next ball went to? Damn. Deontay Johnson, right down by the goal line. <laughs> okay? He wasn't doing that to kiss his rear end or anything. It was his way of saying, you're not going to – okay, I, I, you're not going to get me to be mad at you either. Yeah. <laughs> okay? I have a job to do. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't see you. Okay. Deal with it. Yeah. And and that's one thing that I think this, that side of the ball needs DK. They have no definitive leader on that side. No matter what they say, it hadn't showed public. It hadn't showed on the field the way you needed to. When the old line's having a bad day, I don't recall anybody going over there saying something to them. When, when the quarterback head is now, I don't recall somebody, you know, calling them up like, Hey, we got you. You don't see that stuff, but you did with Mason. And that is all right to say Mason played well. Yes, Robert, Mason played like a true veteran. Who's to say he's going to be your quarterback of the future? Heck, for all we know, this team may go 0-17 next year. You end up picking number one overall. You know what I'm saying? Like one year is always different from the next. But I will say this. Your team is as good as the personnel at all times. I mean, I just I, – I looked at that reaction – and I saw the emotion that was in it and a lot of other things that I had witnessed in the locker room that were silent made more sense to me after that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you just kind of piece interactions that he's had with other guys, with his wide receivers, with his offensive linemen, with his tight ends, uh, and, and, and with his running backs, of course, as well. Uh, they became something. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. They became something. And I, and I thought that was – 
I, I thought that was pretty powerful. What you can't see on that video, can I just throw this in? Yeah, go ahead, please. This, this really ticked me off. <laughs> okay, so I'm up there, and I'm, I'm asking my question, okay? That was obviously a podium setting, right? As soon as that last syllable was spoken there from Mason, some dude from some eerie TV station in the back left of the room uh, who was just waiting for a pause. You know how that goes? Yeah. yeah. Waiting for a pause to say, Mason, what do you think of that play whenever da 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 I'm like, dude, shut up. Okay? Like, he was just – you cut that off for your dad. Oh. This job can be really frustrating sometimes. Like, read the bleeping room. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the other one. It's always this, too. Mason sucked. Oh, yeah. He was terrible. <laughs> Three and one. <laughs> I just had to point out you're not gonna you're not gonna make everybody happy. I, I've learned that hard truth, DK. Good, good stuff. Um, you're, you're not, and that, you know what? A lot of that is just not all of it, but a lot of it is just the pit stuff. You know, and it, it, look, I, I have no quarrel with giving Kenny Pickett a very real chance. He's a first round pick to be an NFL quarterback, but it all has to happen in time. Yeah, I have no quarrel with the Steelers going and getting themselves an, an outside veteran. I have no quarrel with the Steelers drafting a quarterback even in the first round. Okay, it would be wonderful to have a Josh Allen in Pittsburgh. Okay, but what would be the harm of Mason Rudolph being your number one quarterback going into the next year? What's people say? Have a competition. I have to ask you this, Moan. Yeah, go ahead. Let them have a competition. You tell me what's going to happen between now. And this time next year, it's going to mean more. How they do in OTAs or what we just saw in these four high-stakes games? What we just saw. Honest to God. What we just saw. It, it don't get no purer than that. This ain't a case for Mason. This is just believe what your eyes showed you on some of this stuff. This ain't, it, there's a lot of conversation, of course, Kenny versus Mason. Privately, I've been saying I don't think Kenny's the guy. That's my honest opinion on it. Uh, the level of growth that we've seen, I don't think it's much. Uh, the ability to stay on the field, DK, you 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 can you can contest to this, DK, because you followed my career. My ability to become a all become a starter in Pittsburgh was because of what most of anything. It's two things. I'll I'll give you the answer. Screw it. I'm, oh no no no! I know it. It's it's right here. It's it's that right. Yep. But it's availability, never injured, and they I'm knew not, consistently what I was going to get. Those are, but those are, those are all related to what I just pointed to. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean, your availability. I remember you fighting to get into that game in Cleveland, and I think you actually would have literally fist fought people to get into that game. Yeah. And you weren't ready. Well, how, you can say this now. It's been years. You can say this now. I wasn't. I wasn't. You weren't, you weren't ready at all. And probably wasn't the entire year. But here's the thing. The availability of what you do, DK, week in and week out. Why do we love seven? Because when seven limped off the field in Cincinnati and he was done for, he might have got shot up, right? And then you saw he might him, have. He might have. <laughs> he might have. Right, with meds and all kind of numbing stuff, right? But when you saw him walk back out there with that black coat on, and those fans throwing beer and batteries at him, you probably said to yourself, <clears throat> oh, we about to win this game. Because <laughs> of his availability, right, DK? And the consistency of knowing what you're going to get out of him. 
And where did all that start with seven? Come on, Same man. Place I just pointed to. Okay. There's 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 something to be said for that. And that, that's again, that's part of what I liked about I not liked. It's part of what I loved about seeing this offense. Look, if it was just I, I want to make this part clear. Yeah. Uh, from my own stance. If it was just Mason Rudolph gets out on the out on the field, whether it was the game against the Bengals or out in Seattle or whatever, and he makes some nice passes. We're not having a conversation. Okay. It's just, okay, that's when you say, all right, well, you know, he did a nice job. He's going to be a, a, a good backup, whatever. That's not what happened. It's not what happened. The entire offense came alive. Okay. And even in this game when nothing was going their way and the wide receiver is fumbling and the tight end is fumbling twice and Mason Cole gets cleaned up by some dude charging in after after Mason uh, Mason Rudolph, and all this negative stuff is happening, not to mention the idiotic first down calls. Yeah. And they still, you know, they, they were down 21 points in this game. Come on. And it, they made it 21 and to 14. They, they made, made it a game on the road. And everybody knew it was going to make it one, too. That's what's so crazy about it. We were yeah. down 21-0. Did you feel that? <laughs> yeah. I did. I did. I did. It's just what we are, y'all. <laughs> Yes, that was that was a, that last statement was about Spencer Anderson, the young rookie. Uh, I don't I think know. you had one. Anderson might show up too, isn't that his name? Spencer Anderson, last year's draft pick. What was the six or seven round pick? DK. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Only thing I'll say about that too, depending on what they do at Coach Pat Meyer, is more times than not, man, you do, you do have to play in that rookie year. You do. I don't care if it's extra tight end. And there was opportunity for him there somewhere. Now, again, if he turns out to be, you know, your swing guy next year, I'll eat my words. But at some point, he's going to have to make a big old leap as far as development and his inclusion in the offensive line moving forward, considering he had hardly any offensive reps this year as far as the O-line goes before people want to crown him as the right tackle and stuff like that. Melissa apparently has decided she has the final word before we cut to our outro here. And she said, yeah, competition. There is no competition. Mason is our QB1, period. I'm going to say it again. What kind of competition do you want to set up that's going to mean something to you, especially after what we saw this past preseason, right? Nothing meant anything. Facts, DK. Um. God, what what competition are you going to have that's going to simulate going to Seattle or playing in an ice bowl in Baltimore against your arch rival, or, you know, or going up to Buffalo in in a foot of snow? Yeah. How do you how do you manufacture that in July and August and say let's have a competition? Yeah, and and then you look at this situation, DK. You kind of say to yourself, "Well, we can't get food anymore by preseason antics no more, right?" Because I showed that always one. That will definitely not be happening. We'll only be reminded of that. Yeah, as far as this broadcast, yeah, miss me. No, no No chance. We'll be we'll be right back after this. I like when Rochelle gets feisty. Oh, you know, sometimes, sometimes she just like she'll 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 drop her contribution and then just you know let it be there. But she she jumped in here today. I, I was not expecting 
I was not expecting that. Got a little spicy from Rochelle, man. I like that. I like that. Grayson Brown comes in with a contribution. A lot of you have done that. Thank you so much. Just thank you, DK, and the Big Ragu yeah. for everything this season and more. I wasn't impre- impressed by Buffalo as much as I witnessed the Steelers beat themselves early and often. Well, let's see what happens now. Now's the time to improve. We have a lot of people who just sent messages in saying, thank you guys. Yeah. There's been a lot of that just saying, you know, that they enjoy the show and everything else here. And they're almost like they're, you know, being sad or that we're going away or something. We're here. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we, we will do off season stuff too, real quick. I just want, I looked up the list of the Steelers picks. Now, again, this is where we are. You picking 20th. Think that was finalized yesterday? That's 20. Yeah, it's number 20. So you That's got correct. 20, and then you got a round two, round three, two fours, a six, and a seven. So again, Bill. Well, I hear a center. No, no, defensive lineman. <laughs> we can do this already, right? Linebacker. Oh, center. Uh, uh, I have a I have an, a, a defensive lineman, a center. And five inside linebackers. <laughs> How's that? I'm be real with you. I love it because um, unless and then we got to figure out what we're gonna do with um, offensive coordinators. Oh, that's a conversation tomorrow. Do I need to write that down? It's a conversation for tomorrow because we're also gonna we're gonna wish a formal farewell to the Glenn Glenn Thomas statue since he left the team today. I ain't know that. I didn't see that. Yep. He went back to college. You know what that means, Moan? What? Do you know what school? Doesn't matter. Oh. I do, but it doesn't matter. You know why? Why? What does that mean when a coach just leaves the day after the season ends and goes back to some random college and you hadn't heard his name all year long? He has no job in Pittsburgh? He had no job in Pittsburgh all along. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Say he went to Nebraska. Okay. Uh, yeah, he he had no job here all along. That's all yeah. that gets exposed there, uh, mm. for whatever reason. That just it just didn't work out, and this team doesn't believe in firing people, so they just kind of leave you around and give you a mop or something. Yeah, you know um, what I'm saying. I saw. Um, also, I saw somebody call Coach Tomlin a coward. That's fair. Okay, in your own assessment, he's never answered question about his contract before. Um, I don't know how long he was up there before you walked out, DK, but coward and refusing well, to answer a question, I think, is too Yeah, totally Bert, no, that's that's baloney. Bert, Bert Lawton, the communications director, was up there, and Bert had done one of those things where he there was a big pause, and then Bert says, and Bert hates those, and Bert surveys the room, he looks around and says, anyone else? And then there was a little bit of a pause, and then that question came. So the whole thing was coming to a close. It was done already. It was getting there. Okay. okay? But, but okay. in general, this Tomlin, for people who don't know, okay, hey, he's done the walkout thing a million times before. Okay. He once walked around me. This was out on the practice field, Moan. Yeah. I asked for a one-on-one question. One question. Yeah. It was it was some some afternoon after practice. And he's looking at me in the eyes. And he's waiting for the question. You can tell he had no use for this whatsoever. <laughs> the whole thing, okay? Which I actually found kind of amusing. Yeah. And he and 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 I asked him a question it was something about Heinz Ward, okay? And he didn't want to deal with it because it was at the time Heinz was fading, and you guys were just feeding him the ball for no reason. Four thousand catches, thousand catches, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. And I asked him a question. 
and he takes one step sideways to his right and walks forward, like doesn't say anything to me. And I hear him yell out in Bert's direction, I tried, Bert, I tried. Wow. <laughs> Which was his, okay. So he he does this all the time. It's not a big deal, okay? Yeah. You just, but you have to be familiar with, you know, with, with his way of doing things. I'm not saying it's good or bad or whatever it is. It's just for the people inside the Steelers world, that is not a big deal. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh. <sighs> All right, guys. Whatever Sticky B said, DK. <laughs> <laughs> We're riding with you. You want to drop a $10 contribution just to echo Sticky B. Now, Sticky B said something nice about the show. Okay, I appreciate that. Either That's way, all. man. Uh, y'all are awesome today. I, I'm sure we're still processing again tomorrow. There's so much. Like, look at this. We could take tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Send it back to us tomorrow. I know, man. Um, a lot of other things I had start too. We didn't get to. Mm-hmm. You guys are awesome in here, man. You guys are awesome. Um, but yeah, this is also important too. 1639 away from 30,000 followers. Tell somebody to tell somebody, okay? Subscribe. That costs you nothing right there. Just hit subscribe. Oh, yeah. Just tap the button. Nothing yeah. else to it. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we'd love to have you and we'd love to be able to stay in touch with you. Mm-hmm. See Peace. you guys tomorrow. I'm still no shortage of stuff to talk about. I know we got so much. I said, give me a center, safety, linebacker, cornerback, and D line. <laughs> I think the tears should stay all week. By the way, I'm I'm into that. I'm cool yeah, with that, all right, DK. All right. Yeah, absolutely. On it. Woo. <laughs>